I walk alone. I walk alone. A little green day, and yes, you're at church this morning, so, yeah. I walk alone. How many of you have ever been there? Yeah, the fact is, some of you are there right now in your life, and I have come to realize that walking alone, sometimes it's, um, it's part of life. It's a uh, common experience that, that we have, and we find ourselves uh, traveling down roads we never thought we would travel. Uh, again, some of you are there today. You know, we, we're facing things that are beyond our control, and I think at times the roads that we're on, we, we find ourselves wondering, you know, it's a very confusing time. You know, you think, why me? I think it's really easy when you get on that road to kind of isolate yourself, you know, put the mask up. And what we're trying to do, I think, is to protect ourselves, to insulate ourselves in in life. And, you know, we travel down a lot of different roads in in our lives. And no matter what road you're on today, I I want you to hear this. God has a purpose with that road. You know, I think when the roads are really smooth and things are going good, you know, you're just kind of cruising along, I think we're okay with that, right? But when the road gets rough, when the terrain changes and we find ourselves struggling, we, we start questioning. We start questioning why. We start questioning God and our natural inclination during those times is to put up the mask, isn't it? Masquerade, to isolate ourselves. To I, I think when we do that, it gets really lonely, doesn't it? it gets really lonely. I, I have, through most of my life, found that uh, I've been on those lonely roads, and. When I'm on those roads, I really ask the same four questions. I've done it most of my life. It's served me well through the years. But I I first ask, what can I learn during this time in my life? I always ask, what can I enjoy? Because it is a tough road, but there are things to enjoy. What's the most important thing that I'm doing in this season of my life? And then, what does God want me to do? And those are good questions to ask yourself. You know, as I I am talking today about these lonely roads, I am sure that there are some of you right now, you're going, well, I don't need this message. This isn't what I expected. Everything's fine. Well, here's what I want to say to you. You do not need it right now, maybe. But, wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming your way. Someday, someday, you will be glad. If you listen up today, you'll you'll be glad that you did. What I want to do is I want to look at a guy in Scripture that was struggling with loneliness. And I want to look at what we can do when we find ourselves on on those lonely, lonely roads. And I want to look at how do you overcome that, that loneliness. Now, First, we need to figure out what it is that causes loneliness in our lives. 
You know, the Bible says that, that God made us, that he created us for relationships. That, that's why we're on this planet, is to connect with one another, to connect with other people. And we know that when God created the first people, you know, created Adam first. He put Adam in the garden. Adam had everything he could possibly want. There was no stress. There was no problems. There, there was no sin. It, it was perfect, and we talked about this a little bit. But God looked at it, and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. It's the, the first time that God looked at his creation, and he said, you know, it's not good. It's, loneliness is not a good thing. And so he created Eve. I've always wondered what he thought then, but anyway. So, well, yeah. Today we're, we're going to focus on a, a scripture. It's from 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And a little bit of history about this chapter I think will help us understand things, understand what's going on. This is the last book, the last chapter, the last words that the Apostle Paul would write. Paul is dying. He's in prison in Rome. He's about to be executed by Nero. Paul is on a lonely road. At one point, we know from Scripture, all of his friends abandoned him at one point. And so Paul is struggling with loneliness in his life. And I think this passage, as we kind of unfold it today will give us some of the common causes for, for uh, that loneliness, for ending up on these lonely roads in our lives. And one of them is we end up on those lonely roads when we're in transition in our lives. Have you figured out life is a series of transitions? I mean, anybody going through a major transition today? You know, we go through them all the time. I mean, even a good change... Even a positive change, I think, brings a a tinge of loneliness to it. And the reason why is because I think when we're making a transition, even for something really good, that when you're in the process, you have to give something up, don't you? You have to let go of something as you move to something else. You're going to lose something as you make that transition or as you make that change, any new experience brings at least a little bit of loneliness to it. And our tendency is to cover up a little bit. How many of you can remember your first day of school, going to kindergarten? Let me, let me see your hands. Come on. Some of you are going, Man, that was a long time ago. Well, I can remember it. I, I, I remember being excited about the first day of school. Probably not near as excited as my parents were. He's going to be gone most of the day. But uh, I remember being excited about it. And I remember as we pulled up, I told my mom I did not want her to walk me to the door. It wasn't cool. As I got out of the car, and I, re- I can remember the excitement. I don't know that I was skipping into school. It was cool back then, by the way. But as I was heading in, 
I had a bounce to my step, and I got about four steps from the car, and friends, everything seemed so big. And with each step, I felt more and more alone. And I realized, not at that time, but later, that was really the beginning of walking lonely roads, a lot of lonely roads through the years. Do you remember graduation? Do you remember starting a new job? Do you remember when you got fired or you got transferred? I want you to think for a moment about the loneliness that you experienced. That's how it is when you have a new experience. And there comes a point on that road that our tendency is to do this. And there comes that point when we just have a degree of loneliness. You know, Paul, Paul is near the end of his life. That's a pretty major transition, I would say. He's walking this lonely road. Scripture says, as for me, Paul says, my life's already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. See, Paul knows that his time is short. Paul knows that his days are numbered. He knows that he's near the end. And as you read the passage, you can sense Paul's loneliness in the passage. You can sense him him kind of struggling through life. You know, I was reading the other day that 70% of our elderly that are in nursing homes... Listen to this. Never get a single visit. That's a disgrace. I also read that many will die alone. Statistics say that the loneliest people are elderly, sick men. Friends, that's what Paul was. He was elderly. He's struggling physically. And he knows he's going to die. And here's my point. Major transitions, whatever they are in life, there is a degree of loneliness to it. The the fact is, Paul is going through a final transition. Paul is lonely. You you sense it in the the scriptures. I, I think there's loneliness when we are dealing with separation of some sort. You know, we we separate different ways in in life. Uh, Sometimes we create the separation. You know, we've talked about that. We, We have people all around us, but we keep a mask up. You know, we isolate ourselves. Why? Well, we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be exposed. Uh, We've talked about that the last two weeks. We talked about hiding and and covering up. And that's one way that we separate, okay? And I'm not going to go back into all that about hiding and covering up our, our sins and everything. But the other way we separate 
is sometimes when we're dealing with uh, uh, loss or we're, we're separating ourselves from those that, that we love, I, I think when we're forced into those positions, it, it gets really, really lonely. I mean, that road gets lonely. You know, maybe separated by, by a job or you, you're having to travel a lot more than, than you planned or an illness sometimes will separate you. Death separates you. Paul separated. Paul writes and he says, I'm missing a lot of my friends. Scripture, he, he says, Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Dumas has deserted me because he loves things of this world and has gone to Thessalonica. Cretan has gone to Galatia. Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychius to Ephesus. Did you catch Paul? Paul, he was one of these guys when he traveled... He always had people with him. He had friends with him everywhere he went. He he was never by himself, as you read through Scripture. He always had somebody by his side. But Paul, this guy that's a very people person, is near the end of his life. He's in prison. He's in a foreign country. At one point, Paul says he is all alone. He doesn't have anybody with him. Now Luke, Luke's around. But he has very limited contact. We know that just from from history. There's a loneliness that that you sense. You know, I I believe loneliness is a problem in our country. You know, the fact is 26% of the U.S. population moves every year. You go, well, so? Well, it's created an uprootedness uh, that... It has created this epidemic of loneliness because people tend to not plug in like they should. You kind of put that with uh, what I call American pride, where we keep people at distance. You know, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to have my own way. I'm not going to let everybody know what's going on. And you got a lot of isolation, a lot of separation for a lot of different reasons. I mean, we, it's kind of sad. We are the most technologically connected people on the planet that's ever lived. Yet I would argue we are disconnected. You go, oh yeah, but I text people all the time. But do you have a conversation? Do you really connect? I mean, isolation, separation. I, I believe it comes with a really high price tag. And part of the price tag is we end up being lonely. In fact, I would argue that some forms of depression are because of that loneliness. Paul, Paul says, please, please, come as soon as you can. In fact, he asks a, a second time, if you read, read the scriptures in verse 21, he says, do your best to get here before winter. I, do you sense the urgency there? Do you sense Paul's heart? I mean, Paul, Paul realizes First of all, he's not going to be around much longer. And it made me think as I was putting the message together, you know, who do you, who do you need to call? You know, who do you need to write? Who do you need to send a note to? Do something nice for? 
Friends, don't put it off. I mean, there is no guarantee that they will be here, or that you will, next year, next month, next week. In fact, we're not guaranteed that we got the rest of the day. Separation, it causes loneliness. I think opposition creates loneliness. It gets very, very lonely. You know, when you're in the heat of the battle, our tendency, if you're at war with someone, is to do this, isn't it? We kind of fall prey to that loneliness. We enhance it. You know, Paul, Paul writes, he says, Alexander, the coppersmith, didn't me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be care- careful of him, for he has fought against everything we said. Paul doesn't tell us what Alexander did, but evidently he was resistant to, to Paul, to the teachings. Maybe, maybe he was opposing Paul. You know, I, I wonder if perhaps he uh, slandered Paul. You know, was talking behind his back, attacking him in some way. We know that he was turning people uh, against Paul and against the, the faith. But I think when, when we're being attacked, when someone is opposing you, what happens is the road gets lonely. And the road gets painful. How many of you remember being on the playground when you were a kid? And I don't know why, but it's just natural with kids. Their inclination, unfortunately, is to gang up, usually on the weakest kid on the playground, and be really mean, say hurtful things, do hurtful things. And I've watched through the years, and this happens. Very naturally. Because it's a lonely road. It's a lonely road. Sticks and stones will break my bones. But names will never hurt me. That is not true. That is not true. Names can be very hurtful. Sticks and stones? I've learned bones heal. They actually heal pretty quickly. But emotions, broken emotions, I've watched people spend years trying to put it back together. I've watched people spend an entire lifetime and not be able to get it together. Some of you remember the loneliness of being picked last for the team. Some of you remember being made fun of because of the way you looked You were too skinny, too fat. Your hair was the wrong color. kind of clothing you wore didn't really work. Some of you remember being too rich. Some of you remember not having enough money. And here's what happens. We cover up. It's a lonely, lonely road. Sometimes you have something going on in your life. Nobody knows. Sometimes you have stuff going on in your life and nobody understands. Sometimes 
you have something happening, and nobody wants to acknowledge it for whatever reason. And the road gets lonely, you know, when you're, when you're misunderstood, when you face criticism, when you get embarrassed in front of a large crowd. You know, our tendencies to do this, it's a lonely, lonely road. And I think the temptation is to build walls. The temptation is to isolate. And friends, if you do this long enough, never going to allow anybody to hurt me, never going to allow anybody to get close to me again. This gets lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. I think lonely roads, you face them when you have rejection. You know, maybe somebody betrays you. Somebody's forsaken you. You know, uh, you've been abandoned by people you thought you could count on. You know, maybe it was a friend. You, You thought they were your friend. And then you found out they were using you. You found out they were talking about you behind your back. Maybe they just outright turned on you. You know, maybe, maybe it was a business. You, you gave your entire life to that business. You gave them every bit of sweat and blood that you had. And one day you showed up and they gave you a pink slip and you were out the door. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was a spouse. I mean, you thought everything was fine. And then you find out they're having an affair. Or you come home and the divorce papers are sitting on the table. And friends, if the truth were known today, congregation this size, I guarantee you there are people dealing with that kind of pain right now. And you're isolating. friends, it's a lonely, it's a lonely road. You know, God sees it. God cares about your heartache. God cares about what you're feeling and what you're going through. You know, if you don't hear anything else this morning, hear that you matter to God. It matters to God. God designed you and created you. He created you with this deep emotional need to be accepted. And when you're not, well, it causes pain. You know, rejection, it's painful. I think that's when you read through Scripture. It's why you find God states and says, "I, I hate, I hate divorce, I hate adultery, because I think it's because it's a form of rejection, and God knows how painful that stuff is. And when you're on those roads... However you got there, it doesn't really matter. It's interesting because we, we try and deal with them in very self-defeating ways. I mean, given our own device, we, we tend to make bad choices. You know, we'll do anything to, to get rid of, of that loneliness, that, that pain. Some of you, you try workaholism. You throw yourself into your job. Alarm goes off in the morning. You hit 
the ground running. And you run until you crash that night. And here's what you're thinking. You think, if I stay busy enough, if I do enough stuff, I can stay a step ahead of that nagging heartache in life. And friends, I got to tell you, it doesn't work. You know, some try materialism in their life. You know, fill your life with stuff and things. Get this and get that. You know, I'll purchase happiness. I'll, I'll, I'll get past this hurt. Doesn't work either, does it? Alcohol, drugs, anything to dull the pain. I mean, I can't find relief, but at least when I'm high, at least when I'm drunk. And then I, I don't feel so bad. Some try sexual escapes, you know, to kind of compensate for that, that loneliness. And so life becomes these one-night stands. Hopping from bar to bar. I don't care who I'm with. I just need somebody next to me. You know, some try the the escape of the fantasy world. They try pornography. All kinds of stuff. Friends, it doesn't work. when, When we're on that lonely road and we keep doing this, if you isolate long enough, you try enough diversions in your life, what happens is you spin out. You spin out. You fall into depression. It overtakes you. You build the walls. You build the shells. You build the buffers in your life until nobody can get close to you. And we just live in perpetual hiddenness. Why? We're on a lonely road. Friends, even Christians, good Christians, fall prey to that kind of self-defeating behavior because we just want relief from the agony. So so how do you deal with that lonely road? I think that the last chapter of of the book of Timothy kind of gives us some insight. And Paul, Paul, I think, models for us some key things to do when you're on that lonely road things that you can do in your life, like how are you spending your time when you're on that road? In other words, are you making the best of a bad situation? Are you resisting the temptation to like do nothing, take action? You know, are you thinking creatively to take advantage of the season, whatever it is. You may have no choice in what you're about to go through. Maybe where you're at today, you didn't pick it, but it's where you are. Friends, you can't change that, but you can change how you're going to go through it, how you're going to let God help you through it. You know, listen to what, what Paul, he writes to Timothy. He says, when you come... Be sure to bring the coat I left in Carpus at Troas and also bring my books and especially my papers. Paul says, bring my coat, bring my books, bring my paper. If I'm going to be alone, I might as well be comfortable. I might as well be productive during this time. It's interesting. Paul's not throwing a pity party. He's not complaining. 
So this is what I get after 30 years of ministry? Are you kidding me? I'm in a jail cell for something I didn't even do? Paul can't pick up the phone. He can't send an email. They didn't have computers back then. And he's hundreds of miles away. Foreign country, really. So what's he do? He makes the best of it. He he asks for three things. He says, bring my coat. At least I can be warm and dry. You know, we know Roman Roman prisons, they, they were damp, they were dark, they were cold. Paul did the very best he could to take care of himself. I think human nature, when you're lonely, when you get depressed in life, things aren't going the way you want, is to not take care of yourself. You know, to uh, physically or, or any other way. You know, we, we tend to let exercise go. We, we don't eat right. We don't sleep right during those times. Paul, Paul did the very best he could with what he had. And, and I think some of you need to hear that today. You know, you need to take care of yourself. Paul says, bring my books and my papers. Two other things he wanted. That tells me Paul was going to utilize his time. He was going to study. He was going to write. He was going to capitalize on the lack of interruptions. Again, he's a people person. He's in solitary confinement in a Roman prison. And he did what he could with the time that he had. In fact, he wrote some letters while he was in there. Later, they'd be compiled into what we call the New Testament. Almost 2,000 years later, we're still benefiting from the loneliness that Paul had while he was in those cells. I always wondered if he would have wrote anything if he hadn't been in prison and been forced to go, you know what? It's what I can do. It's what I can do now. Let me ask you, is anybody going to benefit from your lonely road, from your loneliness in life? Ask yourself this. What can you do now while you're on that road? What can you do now that would have been really difficult had you not been on that road? You know, Paul says, I can't be where the action is, so I'm going to create some action on my own. I'm going to write. I'm going to do some things. Utilize your time when you're on the road. You're on it one way or another. Just don't waste your time. The second thing that I think you can do when you're on that lonely road is learn how to minimize the hurt. You know, you need to play it down somewhat and pray it up. You need to de-emphasize the, the pain and the hurt. You know, don't rehearse it over and over. Now, listen... I did not say to deny the hurt. I'm not saying to pretend like there isn't pain in your life, okay? I'm saying do not keep rehashing it over and over and over because what happens is it gets bigger and bigger and bigger when we do that. We need to really catch Paul's attitude. Paul, Paul writes, he says, The first time I was brought before the judges, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. 
you know, Paul, one of the greatest Christians in, in history. Paul, who had changed so many lives, had saved so many people. Paul's on trial. And did you catch that? No one came to his defense. And it's interesting, Paul, Paul wasn't like, well, those jerks. After everything I've done, nobody? Are you kidding me? No, Paul says, may it not be counted against them. Friends, when you're on a lonely road in life, bitterness, hear this, bitterness makes that road worse. It's a cycle. You're on a lonely road, and so we isolate. Because we isolate, then we start really feeling bad. Then we have pity parties, and we get bitter. And the bitterness, well, friends, it just makes us more lonely, which makes us more bitter. And as we get more bitter, we get more lonely, and pretty soon nobody wants to be around you. And that road gets lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. Isn't that true? Nobody wants to be around a bitter person. I mean, who wants to be around someone that's cynical all the time? Someone that's angry at everything and everyone. See, bitterness, it just perpetuates the loneliness. It builds. You have to minimize the hurt and the pain. Don't build walls. Don't build walls. It doesn't play well. And when you're on that lonely road, you have to recognize the presence of God. Paul says, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. You on a lonely road today? Where's God? Well, friends, he's where he always is. And he's right beside you. And I know some of you are going, I don't feel like he's beside me. Well, he's still beside you. You may not feel like it, but he is. He's there. Scripture tells us over and over and over. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you pursue that, God is with you. Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. You are never alone. I don't care what you're going through. Everyone else may abandon you, but God will not. The, the, I believe those lonely roads, and I've been on them, and when it's really gotten lonely, it's really an opportunity to get better acquainted with God. And when you're on that lonely road, you know, try praying. Try praying. God's available 24-7. You can talk to him about anything. You can just say, you know what, God, I'm lonely. God, I am hurting. I am angry. God, my heart is splitting. I am miserable right now. I feel so empty. God, help me. And God will talk to you. And God will work with you. You know, I have, uh, God has triple A availability. Anytime, anywhere, any place. God is there and God understands. And you got to remember that. You got to remember that. You know, when you're on that lonely road, instead of doing this, 
Instead of isolating, that's our tendency. You might try focusing not on yourself, but on other people. You know, often people will come to me something broken in their life and they'll go, what do I do? It's just awful. And I'll go, find a place to minister. Find a place to use your talents and your giftedness to, to help other people make a difference. And they'll go, but, but my life's the problem. Well, get your eyes off yourself. The loneliest people in the world sometimes are people that are wrapped up in themselves. You know, selfish, self-centered people I think, are asking for their lives to be plagued with loneliness. God wired you. God created you so that you could live in a way that you give your life away. Help others. Help others. You know, you want want it off that lonely road, you have to take steps to look outward. You know, stop saying, I don't have any friends. And start being a friend to somebody. Emphasize other people's needs. Uh, a, A lot of loneliness, I'm convinced, is because we're afraid to love. We're afraid to open up. We're afraid to be vulnerable to to those around us. We're afraid to share how we really feel. Because why? We might get rejected. And so what we do, we do this. And friends, you almost guarantee your loneliness. You almost condemn yourself to a self-imposed prison in a solitary confinement. Paul's on a lonely road. Paul said that everybody had left him at one point when he was in trial. They said, God's with me. And it's really interesting because Paul, Paul ends up saying, you know what? It's all okay. And I think, why is it okay, Paul? But Paul tells us. He says, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety. See, Paul was okay because Paul understood that his goal, what God had called him to do with his life, was to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to to help other people connect with, with God. You may be on a lonely road today. You may feel like nobody knows the heartache in your life. And they may not. You may feel like nobody understands you. And maybe they don't. You may wonder if anybody realizes how alone you feel. Friends, God knows. And I know people say, oh, I don't think anybody cares. And I don't know that anybody loves me. And, you know, nobody wants me. God does. God does. Regardless of why you're on that road. You know, I think God would, if he could get you face to face, would just say, you know what? I made you. I care about you. I love you. And I have a plan for you. And I'll use this, whatever it is. You know, the... I think sometimes we feel lonely in our lives because we really expect other people to kind of meet all our needs. And friends, only God can do that. Only God can, can 
meet every need in your life? You know, sometimes I think that loneliness is really just a homesickness. Homesickness for a relationship with God. Some of you need to address that deep, deep loneliness, that deep pain. And you just need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, start with a relationship with, with, with God. That's what you were made for. Some of you, you're already Christians. But you're living in solo. And friends, I want to tell you, that's not biblical. You were created for community. You need to find a small group. You need to find a place where you can let people know who you are. And where a few people, you know, get to know you. And you get to know them. Some of you need to get your focus off yourself. You're tailspinning right now. You just need to find a ministry and start serving others. You know, get on a team around here and start serving. You know, start living again. Roads get lonely. You can do this. You can isolate. And friends, I'll tell you, this gets lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. Or you can take a risk. Take a chance. And quit hiding. Here's what I know. We all go through lonely times. If you're not on a lonely road right now, you will be at some point. But here's what I also know. You do not have to go it alone. It's a choice you got to make. Live with the mask. Or realize, yes, I'm on a lonely road. And do the things that you can do to make the best of it. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God. God, I know that um, there are those here today that the road's extremely lonely. God, I pray that you would give them the strength to take the mask down because it's just going to get lonelier if they don't. God, I also know there are some here that have no idea they're about to go down a lonely road. God, I pray that you would instill in them wisdom. God, we long to be able to face those roads just like Paul did. God, that when the bottom drops out, when life gets rough, when we face the turmoil or strife or problems, whatever. God, I pray that we would turn to you that we'd find a brother or sister pull alongside of us God I pray that road just wouldn't be quite so lonely
God, I know you have a purpose for all things. I pray that um, those that are going through this, some tough stuff right now, that you just give them a vision for how, how you'd use it. God, I know from my own life that there are things I don't ever want to go through again. But you have simply amazed me how you've used that stuff. God, we give you the glory with all we say, all we do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Let's stand, let's worship. You know, as long as we have Jesus Christ in our life, friends, you can get through whatever it is you're going through.